wasn't out there. Keys um, just get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard, see if good things will happen for us. Yep, it's back. We are back. Just dishing it. 105. We're not wasting a second this week because I got to get every minute with our guest here. It's about that time of year that we have him back, gentlemen. I'm joined by John Toots Tutor. I'm joined by Willie, sweet Billy Boy Schaefer in the house. Derek is stuck doing some editing. So unfortunately, small round of applause. He's going to miss one of his favorite episodes of the year. It's unfortunate, but we'll fill it in for him. Shout out to Derek. He's hustling. We love him. Walt is back. Walt Zerowski, Sabermetrics on Twitter. If you're not following him on Twitter, I don't know what to tell you. I, I just really don't. Um, Walt, thanks for making the time again, brother. It's great to see you as always. Oh, yeah, I mean, great to be back on here. It's amazing how fast a year flies. Feels like I was just on here talking about the previous Saber season and Feel like yeah. a much different vibe this time around with this upcoming season. That was the first thing I was going to ask you. Like, how different do you feel that we're sitting here now than what you remember from a year ago? Uh, I mean, definitely a lot more hopeful. I mean, I kind of had the feeling they'd be in the Connor Bedard sweet stakes uh, heading into last season. And Interesting. now they're just a point out of a playoff spot this past season. So I think it went a lot different than I expected. I couldn't agree more. Um and exciting times right now for uh, for the Amherst, too, which we'll get into. I have to bring it up, though. Tudor, Willie, seeing him right now, I want you to guess how tall Walt is. Guess his height. 6'3". Well, yeah, I'm going to go a little 6'4", action, I think. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Well, when I met you, when I met you in person, 5'11", I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) When I I met him in person, I couldn't believe how tall he was. I was like, this guy's got to be a goalie. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. All right. Are we going like 6'6", 6'7", area? Like, is this where we're headed? No, I'm like, I'm probably like 6'3 and a half. So pretty much split perfectly between the two answers so yeah yeah that's yeah that's nice i was i i just didn't expect it only seeing you from the freaking webcam yeah i was like man this guy is a freaking hockey guy look at him yeah are you you hilarious uh no i never played goalie i mean i feel like i feel like i definitely didn't play the positions that utilized my height in really any sport so i guess missed opportunity there (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I'm 5'7". There's really no good spot yeah. for me. So <laughs> that's, why, that's why Willie plays golf now. That's right. <laughs> golf and roller hockey, you can fucking yep. crawl through people's legs. <laughs> Weaving and bobbing. Willie's it's sick. It's Willie's so sick. It's okay. Go right for the ankles. That's all I know. I only kid. Um, so, Walt, I mean, as far as getting off to the start here, we'll get onto the prospects a little later. I touched on the Amherst. Um, I mean, I know we wanted to start with like the current season, um, or this most recent season, I should say. What, um, what would you say overall is one of the most encouraging things you saw, whether that's an overall thing, a specific player? Um, I guess start with that one because then I want to also ask you your still remaining biggest area of concern as we're now in the offseason. I mean, I think probably the most encouraging thing I saw last year was really just 
the team as a whole, just their ability to win games. And uh, I mean, looking at specific guys like Tage Thompson, he took his game to a different level. And this was a season where we didn't know if he'd drop off from his previous season. I don't think many expected him to improve upon that previous season, but he somehow did. Then you have a guy like Rasmus Dahlin, too. Uh, he struggled a bit some of the past few seasons, and he really took that step to become just an all-around number one defenseman this past season. I feel like that was huge. And uh, in terms of areas of improvement, I guess I don't really have too many. I know like just heading into next season, I guess improving like the overall team defense, but I think that's something that's going to come with time. I think with the way Don Granado likes developing players, I think he's really focused on building up that offense first and then kind of building up that defensive side second once they develop like just the skill part of their game at the NHL level. So I'm not too concerned about that. I mean, really I'm, I'm pretty bullish on the Sabres as a whole. I mean, in their future, I know the scary thing is just looking at teams like Boston and Toronto who like head into the playoffs, looking like one of the perfect teams, like built to win a Stanley cup. And then they just lose series and season after season, not knowing where else to go. I think that's the thing long-term that probably concerns me the most with the Sabres. Interesting. that's a good spot to be in once you could get there, though. It's a lot better than just missing the playoffs for 12 years. <laughs> yeah, it's a way better problem to have. But yeah. I, it's interesting that your brain goes there. Mine, mine kind of goes there a little bit, too. It's like, uh, I don't want this to turn into, like, where we're just first-round exits, you know, over and over, underachieving in the playoffs rather than just not even making them, for sure. Totally. Yeah, it, makes, it also makes me think like, hey, maybe we don't need to have the perfect regular season team. We just have to have a really, really good playoff team that I has mean, no experience in the playoffs. Look uh, at the history, though, <laughs> Willie, with like the President's Trophy winners, right? I, yeah. I looked it up earlier this season, and I forget how many times that trophy's been awarded. I think it was something like 37 or 38. Um, and only like seven times has that team gone on to win the Stanley Cup. Not very often, right? right? Yeah. So that's that's the thing, right? Like you you look at all of these teams, you know, to your point, Walt, that looked like they were perfectly built. Sometimes they just hit that wall in the playoffs or you look at a team like Florida that was scratching and clawing at the end of the year and they were right there with the Sabres, right? And the same, the same mix up of about four teams with the uh, Penguins and the Islanders as well that, you know, any one of those teams could have gotten in and, any one of those teams could have done some damage if they made it. Yeah, for sure. I did any of us at any point, honestly, though, I know it's easy to say in hindsight, think that the Bruins were actually going to win the cup. Cause I, I soon, I'll be honest. I did. I, I totally really, because I was looking at their roster and the way that they played. <clears throat> and I was like, if this team mm-hmm. is healthy, I don't know how you beat them in a seven game series. Yeah. I, I've been that way like kind of forever though. And I guess I didn't even realize how, how often it doesn't happen that the president's trophy or, you know, the best team, right. Doesn't win the cup with that. Um, but they, they weren't just the best team. Statistically they, ever. They right? were just incredible all season. Like they just yeah. didn't lose more than one game at a time. Like, but that's my thing though. That is really fucking hard to do now. And oh, do it that. It's always been difficult. It's just, it, I don't know, dude. Team, when I feel, I call it like you peak too early. I felt like Boston peaked 
way too early for too long during the year. They didn't really have true adversity to go through as that individual group, I think. Now, I think that's me, a big thing. Let me ask you guys this, and I hate hypotheticals, but I'm going to do this anyway. Great. Devin Thank Levi you. comes in the end of last season, right? Small small sample size, but the kid looks legit, right? Is that a height joke or what? A, is that a height yeah, joke? A height is joke. A, you're throwing that in yeah, there? Yeah, right small now? sample yeah. size, right? Yeah. Really sticking up for his boys, Legitimate NHL goaltender right off the bat. And are we looking at a different situation if he plays <clears throat> – if he plays the whole season, do we think that they're a playoff team like right away? Or – is it still too small of a sample size and the overall team defense is enough of a red flag where it's like you can't expect this kid to keep up that pace for an 82-game season? Uh, I mean, I it, that's an interesting question just because I think I'm a huge Devin Levi fan and I thought he gave us some great performances at the end of the year. And it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts to a full season. I mean, I think he definitely – would have put up better numbers than a guy like Comrie or Lukanen did in their games. I know Craig Anderson had a pretty good season. He had a few really bad games towards the end, but overall he was pretty solid. So I think that replacing his results with Levi, you might not see too much improvement just because Anderson was pretty good to start the year. But, I mean, I think if you had Levi the full season, I definitely think you maybe would have won. I mean – you're really just looking for like an extra point, an extra two. Yeah, points, you're so. looking for like two more. Yeah, that's, that's a crazy thing about <laughs> yeah. about the, the <laughs> NHL playoff races, right? At the end of the year, yeah. it's all all four of those teams that are in the mix at the end. You're like, shit. If we just won one of those games on that five game or that seven game losing streak for any of those teams, you're like, you're in. Yeah. That's it. Like yeah, so I feel like I feel like they would have made it just because all Levi had to do is win like one more game than like a guy like Lukanen. So <clears throat> I think he could have done it, but I also think yeah, maybe going back to college will help him out in the long run. I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess it's a situation where we'll never know what would have happened if he came out early. But is I don't know any other way to phrase this. So I'm just gonna say it. Are we pronouncing UPLs? Are we pronouncing him dead? Is he done? No. Like, no way. Right? No. Do you move on? Know. Do you move on from the guy? I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I'm saying it. What? At some point, are you just like, all right, let's we can't ship, even move on ship from Craig Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even move on from him. We just signed Doc Poso. We can't move on from him. <laughs> not saying we should or we shouldn't. Whatever. Well, that's later. But. Oh God, Doc Poso. He's gonna later. win the. He's gonna win the heart this. I. I'll place the wipe bet. that smile put, off your face. I'll put a dollar down. I'll put a dollar down. I. But listen, I don't know. We'll get into that later. I guess. Sorry to cut you off there, Walt. Oh, oh, it's about you. I mean, I think the thing with you, that scares me is just I feel like all goalies, especially ones that are still semi young, are always like a bit risky to let go of. I mean, you mm -hmm. see a guy like yeah. Philip Gustafson in uh, Minnesota in the season he had, and he was not a good goalie in Ottawa at all. Yeah. And they just like swapped him for Cam Talbot, and now he looks like maybe their future franchise goaltender or at least their starter for the next few seasons. Mm -hmm. so I guess a situation like that could happen, but I feel like that's a lot more rare than a young guy just not being that good and ending up out of the league. So 
I mean, I guess hang on to them as long as you can, but if there's not enough spots left and you don't want to carry three goalies, I could definitely see them trying to move on from him via trade or whatnot. Yeah, because it'd be interesting almost if they could find like a trade partner for that with almost like a straight swap, like a similar age, similar you know career trajectory, promising prospect that just kind of hasn't worked for whatever reason. I don't know if that would be something Adams would look into maybe. I don't know if that deal is even out there though. You know, I can't, I can't really think of like, like Carter Hart comes to mind, you know what I'm saying? But that's a but weird Carter, one. I heard Carter Hart. He's had established success. Carter, Carter starting Hart's time. Success, yeah. At the NHL level. He just had, he had a terrible year this year, but it's he, just he someone where the rumor early. mill. Yeah. Sorry too. It was just the rumor mill early on when the season ended that got kicked up a few times just because he had been struggling. There's some rebuilding obviously going on in Philly, et cetera, you know, that's, so that's one that just came to mind. It's not a great example, obviously, but, Something this a situation like that maybe maybe not so much a more named goalie like Carter Hart though initially. Yeah, I mean I could maybe see there maybe even like swap him for a player similar age in a different position something like that. Yeah, and I do think I do think they're gonna have their hands full with the goalie situation this off season. I mean I think Levi's definitely earned a spot, and then it's really just about that second spot, and you have Comrie under contract like. You still have the rights to UPL. And then yeah. people are also pushing for maybe another addition in that. So I think if you have four guys, I want to say they'd let go of UPL before Comrie or maybe. Really? I mean, yeah, honestly, I honestly, I don't even know. I have no idea. It's definitely not <laughs> a situation I'd want to be in, but yeah, right. yeah. we don't have to make those choices. Uh, yeah. God, but... All right, though. All right, fair. But Walt, if you were. Today, as we're doing this, what your gut, what are you doing this offseason if you're Kevin Adams right now at goalie? Uh, I mean, me personally, I... What does the I, training camp day one goalie situation look like for you? We'll put I it mean, there. I, I, I'd have Devin Levi in one of the spots, my second spot. I mean, I don't think I'd go like Connor Hellebuck or someone with like a giant cost to acquire. I think I maybe look for like kind of like a cheaper veteran option. I mean, the free mm-hmm. agent market this year definitely isn't the strongest and free agent goalies usually come with bad term contracts. So really yeah. just maybe like a slightly more higher end Comrie edition, like just pay a little bit more money than that for like a two year deal. I can maybe see working out. And then I guess, I mean, even if you wanted to, you could maybe trade UPL for like another prospect or like maybe even a second round pick. Cause I mean, a guy like Portillo, he somehow got a third round pick. So I yeah. mean, you have to think UPL with NHL experience could net you a second. And then I guess you could even like trade Comrie back to Winnipeg. I mean, you could retain like half his salary so the Jets could afford him. And I think hmm. they'd gladly take him back as their backup. So. Maybe you can find a deal like that. Uh, I, like I mean, that would probably be my plan. Just, yeah, just acquire some picks and maybe use those picks to like trade up in the draft or trade for some other players and areas in need this offseason. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how them how everything unfolds with the goaltending because I feel like there could be some better trade options we just aren't thinking of on the spot given team situations and whatnot. 
But I have a hard time giving up on UPL because I feel like collectively as Sabres fans are in a rush to do it because of how good Levi looked. Yeah. Yeah, and also that I mean, makes UPL, me nervous. Yeah. He he's such a weird goalie too, because there's nights he looks like the best goalie in the world. And other <laughs> nights he just looks like the worst goalie in the world. And the nights where he's the best goalie in the world are scary because it's like, what if he does that? Like consistently, and he turns into an amazing goalie. What if, what if he's all mark? Like at that, yeah, point, right. Vasilevsky, like he's you know, like all. It seems it feels like nowadays, like the there's like we're right there almost of like when he turns it around or like he really blossoms, like Shosturkin kind of too. Wasn't he roughly that age when his name started really flying when he came over? Roughly, yeah, I mean, like goalies take longer. Yeah, usually. I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, like, what he eventually turns into. I mean, I think he'll still be not on the Sabres. I still think he's an NHLer for a while. I mean, ideally, he's probably your backup goalie. Yeah. But I guess I guess it really depends if the Sabres want to add to the goalie room because if they do, it's going to be a lot harder uh, for him to stick around. And I think this past offseason where they brought back Anderson – and sign a guy like Comrie when some people expected UPL to be given like a backup opportunity heading into this past season. That's true. I think maybe that's a sign that they're maybe not too high on him. So that's kind of why I think he could be the first man out. But I also think it's a move that really could burn you if he turns it around. I think the chances of that are very slim, but I think that's something you have to factor in when, uh, like yeah. decided to move him for like a second round pick or something like not very important. Interesting. It would be this guy, typical. This guy cooks. Yeah. It would be pretty typical to see someone that is right on the fence of like, you know, are they going to find themselves? Are they going to be comfortable in the league somewhere? And are they going to be good? And then we get rid of them and then they are like, they're real good. Like, yeah. Often. So it's like, I don't, I wouldn't mind if we sat on them. If, I don't want to get rid of them. If we're going to sit on really a couple don't. people like who we already are, I won't mention names, but a few, <laughs> few forwards that I wouldn't mind seeing uh, head out the door. But More on the golf it, course? Yeah, that wouldn't yeah. be a bad thing. I don't know. I'd like to golf with them. That's fine. But yeah, absolutely. I just, I don't know. I, I think that UPL, like the buildup, like give them some time. Like, I think maybe give him a year because I do see it as one of those I things almost... where it's like, if we lose him, he's going to be someone like an Allmark <laughs> situation. Yeah. Allmark has an unreal team in front of him too, right? Coaching True. leadership. True. I know they underachieved in the playoffs. You know, we'll see what happens there. Um, but again, too, that's Allmark's a veteran at that point, right? But I don't know what age he is. He's still relatively young for a goalie, and then you still have a guy like Jeremy Swayman in there. And it's funny enough because Allmark, I think, would be a perfect partner for someone like Devin Levi. And now we don't have him, of course. But um, I don't know. I feel like, again, I go back to I feel like we're in a hurry to get rid of UPL or give up on him because of how excited we are for Levi. And maybe there could be a situation where those are our goalies. I, you know, who knows, right? Maybe Levi having the success and UPL is sitting on the bench there, maybe not even on the bench for some of the games like he was, right? Up in the press box, just watching, seeing how the fans react. Maybe that drives him a little bit. 
maybe that does something in his psyche where he's like, Hey, I want to be a part of this, or I want to, you know, push myself with this young kid. He can push me. I like, this is maybe it's a breath of fresh air for him almost. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I could see something like that. I mean, I'm someone where I wouldn't be too upset if they just did like Levi UPL next season. I mean, I think that would be a perfectly fine combo, but I think that's mainly because I'm really high on Levi. I mean, I don't, Right. <laughs> really envision a scenario where this guy's just like awful for an entire season because he's really, I mean, his entire life, he's never been a bad goalie. Like any league he's played in, he's adjusted really quickly and has just dominated. And I don't really think it's like in his psyche to even get down to that level where he's just awful each night, which is kind of what we've gotten from some Sabres goalies this past season. So, yeah. I mean, it, as long as he's just, average honestly that's really all the sabers need in that and then upl yeah. like you said if when he's competing with another young goalie like levi i think that'll be some motivation for him and both yeah. guys can kind of like shoot ideas off each other like see how they prepare for games and i i think it could be a tandem that works and it could be like a long-term tandem in buffalo i mean maybe like a higher end marty baron like mika norton and couple names couple guys you ever heard of them yeah oh i like it i'll dig it higher end that's nice that's a good one there Walt. you're always good for a few of those every episode (laughs) i like the i like that thought too um well because i think i know you'll appreciate this tutor on some level too uh, that gives me like uh, European Premier League or soccer vibes. Like bring in, you know, Richard Club, trying to push for titles, get into the contention and all this shit. Bring in, you have a star player at a certain position, bring in somebody else who's good to kind of keep pushing them, keep them motivated. You see it happen all the time at like bigger clubs. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be like perfect for both guys. And I know Levi, I mean, if you give that guy – any bit of motivation or competition, he's going to just take that all in and just improve even more. So I think, yeah, really just having two guys that, if it works out, can be here a very long time, I think would be a good situation for the Sabres. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Tudes, jump in here. What else do you have? Do you have anything that you wanted to ask Walt specifically, Sabres-wise, league-wide? Do we want to chime in on the Jamie Benn thing real quick, by the way? I know we've just got on to two-game sussy for that. I don't know how the boys feel. I got to see it. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to look for it, bring it up. I got to see it. Two games is, in my opinion, call me soft. Two games is nowhere near enough. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) Nowhere nowhere near enough for that. Like, that that was – that was not a case of a guy trying to deliver a big hit and catching a guy maybe a little bit high, you know, something like that coming across the center of the ice. That was literally just deliberately, I'm going to take my stick and try to put your face through the ice, cross-checking your neck and your head. Like, that's not that's, that's not okay. That That's more than a two-game suspension in my mind. It was so strange to me because for a while every time i watched it i'd watch it once and i'd be like oh he's just like he's really falling kind of awkward i watch it back again i'm like no he's making it look like he's falling awkward Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying, Tudor? Does that yeah. make sense? No, hundred percent. Like that was watching watching that video. There's absolutely you can't make the case that that's not intentional and intent to injure. I so think they gave him two. I think it was probably. Hear me out. I think it was gonna be three, but he missed all of the fucking game. He played five minutes, right? If that, it doesn't fucking matter. That's basically <laughs> three games, though. That's I, why I think they did the two. You think three? three? Three's more. What do you think it is? I way more. I I don't think it's. I don't even care if they said he's done for the playoffs. Well, I mean that's a one game suspension. How things look right now. <laughs> I got him. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't know the number, but I think it's got to be higher than even three. I can't take credit for that one either, Toots, because I was riddled in the comment section of a couple posts I saw. Everybody and their mother was like, "Looks like he's gonna miss the home opener next year." <laughs> yeah. it is pretty good i'm gonna pull this up right now it yeah. this is brutal dude you it's, can't it's, be not, it's not a good look like it's just it's not a hockey play. and then there's like the second one from the other angle where he kind of like does it a second time with his one hand it's really weird i don't know if it's still going or what we got going on here but I would love to see the second angle. Look at look at our boy acting like he's gonna do something. <laughs> Come on, show. Well, are are you as sick to your stomach as uh, as I am watching some of these games though? How goddamn good Jack looks. Uh, I mean, I feel like it would be a lot worse if the Sabers were still like awful with no hope for the future. Then I'd probably just stop watching hockey altogether. But I mean, I <laughs> thought there's. The fact that there's some hope, I feel like, makes it a little easier to swallow. But, I mean, I think we all knew when he left, he's still a really good hockey player. I mean, I know he went through a few rough patches, but, I mean, really just as a prospect, I mean, his first few years with the Sabres, I don't think I've seen many players more talented than him. So, right. I don't I mean, think I it's think, too surprising. I think you can <laughs> argue, talented. right? Like, I mean, even the way Tage has played, like, Jack is a – Jack Eichel is an elite NHL talent. He has yep. that ability to be one of the top, probably one of the top 10, call it, players in the world on any given night. But to Walt's point, right, that was never the question mark. Everyone knew he was that good when he left. It was just, is it detrimental to the team to have this guy in the locker room? Is really what it came down to, right? Like, no, you're not that's wrong. where. That's where a lot of people had issues with him. It was stuff that he said or the way that he carried himself that had nothing to do with his on-ice play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think when you can walk into a team like Vegas that's already, like, established right. and yes. just focus on hockey and be really good, I feel like that's just a difference maker for him. Because yeah, You don't have to ever be a leader. Since, you don't have to yeah. wear a letter. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Yep. I mean, being crowned as a savior at, like, 18 years old, it's just crazy. It <laughs> is. For, There's not that many like, guys that could handle that. Yeah. I mean, that's really hard to handle. It's really, I mean, just the expectations of coming in. I mean, really just having to mature really quickly. And, I mean, then when things don't work out, it just all piles up. And it was just overall bad situation for him in Buffalo. So, yeah, I'm a... I'm a little glad that he like finally has found some happiness and stuff in Vegas. I mean, at the same Agreed. time, it definitely hurts as a Sabres fan, but you know, I yeah. just, I just don't think it ever would have worked out for him here. And things were only getting worse, like the longer he was here. So 
Yeah. I think it worked out for both sides in the end, which I guess is good to see. So I won't stand I would never stand in his corner for obvious reasons, but we also did tell the guy that he couldn't fix his body the way that he saw fit. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> that's so the like, human side of it, right? Yeah, right. So as a human, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't I stay there him. long. But yeah, I'm the human. The human being in me is like good for him. All that stuff. As the yeah. hardcore Sabers fan, I am. I hope he never wins a fucking game again <laughs> in his life. <laughs> it's just, it is what it is, Jack. It's not personal. It really isn't. It's just a matter of fact. No that's offense. just yeah. As a human. So you're, Benny, a hell of a, you're fun to watch, buddy. You're killing it. You really are. Benny, it's a fucking if, clinic out there. If Vegas wins the cup and Eichel wins the con Smythe, can I get you to wear an Eichel jersey? No. 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 <laughs> make, make a bet? Make a bet on it? I just what's that gonna do? It's just great content. <laughs> I mean, if for the content, I would just do it. I don't need to do um, that. You know, we could wager something else. I do. I do not think I'll go on right now. I don't think they're beating Florida. Fair. Right, I think. I think the Panthers are an absolute wagon. Um, I don't. I know Aiden Hill's been playing good with this team in front of him. The way the team defense is rolling, I think the way Florida has sucked Carolina into playing a game they don't want to play somehow, which Carolina usually does to teams, I think they can do it to Vegas as well. That's yeah. where I'm at with it. It'll be interesting. It's uh, four four teams that are um, not exactly who I would have picked at the beginning of the season. So, And it would be fun for me, at least just as the casual fan. I know there's the ex-Sabres factor in the Panthers-Vegas matchup for a few different guys. I hold no ill will towards Montour and Reinhardt for anything at any point. Um, I honestly, the only thing I wish Sam Reinhardt did was sucker whatever reporter asked him about giving up on a play. I don't know if any of you remember that. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the talks. I wish he would have just slapped whoever said it. It would have been hilarious. It would have been a great TikTok <laughs> before his time. Um, <laughs> but, dude, seeing him score big goals is awesome. Um, he was in, He was like – he was just on bad teams the entire time. Like, And he was relatively productive with not much around him. Um, so there's that factor too. But, God damn it. I love Matthew Kachuk. I want that guy to win a cup. He is he's the man. That dude's awesome. Yeah, Nothing I mean, else about it. Yeah, he's pretty much turned into one of the best players in hockey right now. I mean, really, the way he yeah. dominates is so different than like a guy like McKinnon or McDavid, but it's, it's so different, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. It's almost like more effective at the same time. So dude, it's just, I don't know. Did you watch game three? Yeah. So right in the beginning, they come down, the puck gets dumped in, whatever, quick shot on goal for no reason whatsoever, just actually for a reason. He exactly knew what he was doing. He skated by because somebody was like up against him and he like turned like he was offended. I think it was Burns and he cross-checked him or he slashed him or something. Yeah. And Burns just immediately started losing it on him. And he just started yeah. saying stuff to him, just trying to start that, just get guys unfocused because that just like <laughs> – it's like he gets guys unfocused and off their game that makes him more dialed in. I love guys like that because, honestly, I do shit like that a lot of the times back when the games mattered for me. <laughs> That's exactly the kind of shit I would do. Do we have anyone like that for Buffalo? Like that really wants to stir it up and wants to be a I don't know. When I see gamer, like, dude, Tachuk just flips that switch, man. Like it, you can just – you can count on him. 
I yeah, I guess. I just He's don't learning. think Cousin has an as much skill. I'm not saying he doesn't have skill. I just don't think he he has that like he's definitely got the work. I don't I don't know. Does he have the gamer mentality? Yeah, I I think that I think you're right on Willie. Like I think Cousins is a very good player, but you look at it. There's how many guys are that good at playing both sides of the game? Right, you've got Brad Marchand, you've got Kachuk, and then like you know it's it's kind of I don't want to say a drop off there, but that's a tough game to play to be to have the ability to play like that much of a pest but still just rack up points that's his game like wow. that's hard there's plenty of guys out there that could go get under somebody's skin and be that pest or whatever but they're chilling in the bottom six they're probably not putting up as many points yeah you know like mcdavid uh mckinnon those guys they play with a fire in them and they can dominate but you know, to Walt's point, they're not dominating in the same way because they don't have that that other edge that they're constantly getting into. And I think when McKinnon shows it a little bit, but when McKinnon does it, it's not as controlled. It's more of just being a snap show and, then, yeah, 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 and yeah. then he takes a penalty or does something stupid. Mm-hmm. I think Cousins, when I say it, though, is because Cousins isn't – I don't think he's really near his ceiling. I don't like if you listen. I agree, I agree listen, with that. If you yeah. listen to Don Granado talk about Dylan Cousins, and you could say this about a lot of prospects, but that dude is all in on Dylan Cousins. He thinks he is going to be the bee's knees. I think in the NHL, two way player plays with an attitude. I, will he ever be a point producer like Matthew Kachuk? Like Tudor said, I'm not going to expect that. How could you? There's only been like two of them in the history of the league. You know what I mean? Like putting up numbers like that, playing that style of game that I can recall, you know, you know more so in this modern era, maybe. But um, like you mentioned with Marshawn and Kachuk, that's really the main two for me. Um, but I don't know that I need him to. Right. Like, do I need him to do that? I'd be nice. But I mean, who are the other massive superstar talents that are producing just unreal highlight reel goals and assists and shit like Tage Thompson on the Florida Panthers? You have Barkov there. You've got Verhage there. Are they, you know, producing points like Tage Thompson was? No. Yeah, it's all it's all different, right? Everyone yeah, brings a little different, different, different pieces. Yeah, bring, exactly. bring a different piece. But I think that's a what you're saying though, Willie. Like, do we have a guy that can do that? I don't think really anybody has a guy that can do exactly what Matthew Kachuk does, but right. we, have, we have cousins can do a lot of those things, I think, but at the same level remains to be seen. Yeah. It's a tough ask, you know, yeah. ask a fucking guy to be fucking Matthew Kachuk the guys at an absolute heater right now. So I don't, I don't know what his game was before he got to Buffalo other than known as a playmaker. Hasn't produced a lot of points yet in a Sabres uniform, but is that what Krebs is trying to be? Because Krebs last year wasn't, even though he wasn't really producing points, wasn't he starting to get, and you guys would know better than me, but to the point where he was trying to mix it up with guys and kind of be a pest out there rather than just play that offensive finesse game. Yeah. I mean, that's what it seems like with him so far. I mean, they've really just, just the role he's taken on has kind of been like a defensive center who just loves, like, going after guys. I mean, he definitely doesn't have, like, the weight on him right now to be that effective (laughs) in actually, like, going after people. But, I mean, the effort's definitely there. 
And I think, I mean, once he hits the weight room more and gets a little older, I think maybe he'll be more effective with that. But, yeah, he's definitely kind of, like, rebranding himself in the NHL. I mean, he hasn't been much of a playmaker at all, honestly. And I think – It's right there, him. though. You see yeah. it, though. Some of the That's shit he tries, some of the passes he throws, like, it's right there. That's what he was known for, though, right? Before oh, yeah. Just playmaker. Yeah. yeah, very much so, I would say. Nicholas Backstrom style type i would say not nicholas backstrom everybody fucking relax i know but that <laughs> style of player yeah you i mean know. he definitely had i mean like juniors he was one of the best playmakers ever i think the thing with him is he really has to like reinvent uh like how he kind of makes plays i mean juniors he was just creating like a pass opportunity to turn a scoring chance every shift. And he was able to just do that just by like skating up the ice, stopping and finding a guy. Mm -hmm. The NHL, you really can't do that as much. You either have to be like a really good skater or just have like absolutely unreal vision and hands, like a Datsu type player. Uh, but I think he's finally trying to get around to being that type of player in the NHL. But the thing is the Sabres may not ever really need him to become that player which will also be pretty interesting. I mean, it'll definitely be bad for Krebs and his future earnings, but for the Sabres, I mean, if he turns into like an effective defensive center, they could put on the third line. Like it's probably not the best outcome for Krebs himself, but I think he could be an effective piece for the Sabres. But with all the depth they have at forward, they really don't have to ask him to be anything too crazy at this point. Yeah, that's kind of exciting, too. It's a good problem to have again, right? But, like, I, he shows, like, the the desire to play that way, too. Like, it doesn't seem like he's, like, just doing it to try to save a job or something. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It seems very much like he enjoys playing hockey that way. Yeah. And I think that's kind of why they used him in that role, too, is just, yeah. like, with, like, Oak Poso and Gergensen's on that line. It's really just because he loves playing, like, that type of style where it's, I mean, not something I expected out of him when they traded for him, but I mean, he's been pretty effective with it on the defensive side of the puck. So I think if you could continue to get that out of him, I mean, I think he'll always be a useful player. I guess the question is like what his production will be at its peak and like really like what his contracts will be looking like with the Sabres too. Yeah, for sure. That'll be a very interesting one. You got Coolidge coming through. You got Savoy coming through, right? Like, we'll see. Time, a little bit of time will tell. But um, before we, I know we're we're gonna start getting closer to the prospects soon here. But um, as far as like, um, I know today when we come on, we a uh, few hours ago maybe they announced they signed uh, Akposo. He's coming back for one year at two point five million. Um, what do we think of that one? I, I mean, is that surprising? What, are, what do we envision there as far as, you know, him and some of the other veterans, I guess, on the team as far as next season? I mean, I think for me, I think the Oposo signing personally, just from like a locker room standpoint, it's like a no-brainer. Just with like how young, I mean, this team is. I mean, even a guy like Alex Tuck's only been in the league like six years or so. And a guy right. like Tage, I mean, he was in the AHL just like three seasons ago. So yeah. you really don't have like much in the way of like veterans. So I think just from that standpoint, especially if you want to add like a guy like Kulik or Savoy uh, next season or looking to add some more young players, I think he's a guy that's just like essential to have there. 
Yeah. And I think he's great to have as a captain too. I mean, much different than the Eichel era. I mean, I know a lot of complaints about the Eichel era where like the players kind of like go to the guy and talk about like family matters or like stuff like that, or like just like look up to an adult and like ask like life advice too. Right. I think that's kind of like an underrated part of like an NHL captain. I mean, because mm-hmm. for like these guys, like this hockey team, I mean, that's like their day-to-day work too, like on top of just being a sports team. So I think to have like a teammate like that who's experienced has been in the NHL a really long time, has been with the organization a really long time, mm-hmm. I think it's just like an invaluable piece to have. And he's still – I mean, he's not the best player right now, but he's still, I think, like a useful fourth line piece. I mean, someone's yeah, making plays, yeah. making plays. Someone's got to play those tough minutes. I mean, he stepped up down the stretch too with some good plays, and uh, I, I think, I think it's a signing he almost had to make, especially since like ownership and everyone was here during the last regime that saw just like a locker room full of. Obviously, talented players we're seeing like do great right now in the playoffs, but like the vibes are just awful. And <laughs> it just seemed like just a toxic uh, yeah. like work environment vibe. <laughs> <laughs> the way that you put that great, like a toxic work environment, like really who yeah. even wants to do it? You know, they're playing a sport, but still yeah. it is their yeah. job. Like you need to have someone that's a, a leader that has been through it. It makes me think of like McDavid being captain at 18. It's like, dude, really? Like just, yeah. just they gave it to him probably just to give it to him. And like, that's a lot of media, like whatever. But like, obviously he is a good player, but you're right. You don't have that any experience at all. Like and these guys have what a max of six years of experience. Like yeah. these last, like our top four guys. Like yeah. I don't know. Let them grow a little bit. I do like Akposo. I mean, he's not awesome, but he's good enough to where like I wouldn't mind another guy that's efficient and effective in his spot as Akposo is. Grab another like veteran he's, presence he's still to maybe even player. help out. You know? Yeah. yeah. I just I, I worry that's going to be like. A spot for Kulik or Kulich or is it Kulik or Kulich? Yuri Kulich. I've heard it both like ways, different right? ways. Yeah, yeah, I heard they're saying like Kulik in the oh. HL playoffs. So I have no idea. Honestly. I think if you alternate the way you say it, you'll be right sometimes. So. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like me when I gamble. But, <laughs> no, I just I guess on that note, well, one thing I wanted to ask you it at this point, right? You know, you talked about how you felt about last year's Sabres team, but going into this year, right? So signed Doc Pozo, you've got, you know, some really nice prospects coming up, some guys that have shown some really great flashes last year. What's the biggest area of need for this team in the off season? Uh, I mean, personally, I think their biggest area of need is probably like, consistent depth defense i'd say i mean i don't really think you have to do anything too crazy but i think the rotating door of like that like fourth through like six defenseman didn't help too much but i mean i do think that could be a solution that could be in-house too i mean riley stillman down the stretch for the sabers was yeah. like awesome yeah yeah a lot of a lot of Vancouver fans they traded in Buffalo is like, oh, this guy was like the worst player on our team. And like somehow somehow the Sabres knew that he'd be good in Buffalo because he was pretty solid. So I Maybe. don't know if you could 
rely on him to be that guy, but I mean, they gave up a guy they drafted in the third round for him, so they seem pretty confident in. Right, I mean, forward. he was that was Bloom, right? Was it Josh yeah. Bloom? Yeah, I mean, he was a prospect I remember talking about with you for sure. Um, you know, so like, aside from when he got dummied, unfortunately, by Tanner Janot, just a rough yeah. one there, trying to go <laughs> one for the boys. The poor bastard. I was there. I felt so bad for him because, you know, yeah, he's trying was... to get it for the fellas. And just sometimes you get caught, dude. Tanner knows a beast. Like, don't be That's ashamed. not the guy I'd be fighting. Yeah. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. Like, I respect the shit out of that, dude. That shows a lot to me. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I agree with you all. I, I'm really curious to see, like, him – now he's been here like off season. He had some time, gets training camp with the guys, all that. And he's a little more comfortable in Buffalo. Hopefully, see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much. I mean, he could fill like a pretty significant area need. I'd say the other area needs probably, like maybe you try to target like a more defensive minded forward that could also produce the offense too to kind of help the transition from being like just a wild like rush team like always attacking with pace to kind of like a more balanced team mm-hmm. like i mean i think like the obvious guy there that would also be like really expensive so i don't know if they'll do it is jt comfort because i mean he's <sighs> a guy that plays with a ton of spring bring him back also yeah bring him back right and That's he's right a, wrong don granado coached him too and he was with the national team development program so there's a bit of really? a connection there too so he's a free agent or no, yeah, he can't be. Yeah, he's going to be a free agent this offseason. No shit. I wow, be I surprised. love it. I really wouldn't be surprised because the history that they have. Yeah. I mean, it they wor- love it brain works back. with Paige, right? Yeah. yeah. They okay. love bringing back guys that Granado is experienced with. And, I mean, Comfort even had some experience with the organization, too. I mean, he's here a few development camps and – I think he's a guy that's not going to age horribly unless like injuries or something crazy happens. But yeah. I think the game he plays could be one that helps the Sabres like make that next step to like just like a fun young team that does like crazy stuff to like a legitimately good team that could go on a cup run and has like a well rounded just everything. You're bringing a tear to Willie's eye right now. <laughs> I just like I'm not I'm just trying not to get too excited right because like you look at Boston yeah. you look at Toronto it's like that right there I literally I went from like wow that's exciting and then I was like oh it's gonna crush my heart like yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I don't know how to feel like I'm just taking it all in right now you see a yeah. tear just leave me be I'm in my own zone <laughs> right leave me be. you know what though Walt I hope somebody says something that nice about me someday where they're like you know what I don't think he's gonna age horribly yeah, <laughs> that's the goal. Yeah. I love. Oh uh, man, that's uh, awesome. I don't know, dude. What are I? I love the JT Comfer idea. Um, I think that's a great one because he can play a little wing too, can he? He can pretty comfortably play the wing. I feel like, but he mainly plays center in Colorado, to my rec- recollection. Yeah, but you could probably yeah, honestly throw him anywhere, and he'll probably be effective. I mean, I think it's like having a shortstop, you could put him anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and really the style he plays too. I mean, he's fast, good defensively. So, got some skill, can shoot the puck. Yeah, I think he can fit in any system. And I I think with the Savers, with like 
how they want to play and with all the prospects they have coming up too that are like incredibly fast and can shoot i mean i think he'd fit in like perfectly with how they're looking to play in the future yeah for sure that'd be really something to see if he comes back and he's effective because i dude i remember uh the famous tweet on Sabres Twitter, Bouchagross, I remember, tweeted about JT Comfer when he was in college, foreshadowing the Sabres Stanley Cup in like 23-24 with their second-line oh, yeah. center, JT Comfer. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. But he's <laughs> fucking right, though. Guy wins a cup with Colorado. Um, you know, so I'd love to see some, something like that. I think that's a great idea. Wouldn't hate Tyler Bertuzzi either. I don't know if he would do it. I feel like Boston is he, will try is to he a back. UFA now or is he an RFA? UFA. Yeah, same age as same age as uh um what's his wow. face we just freaking talked about? Comfort 28. Yeah, I mean he's a guy where I think Boston just loved him in the playoffs, and I'd be so effective. Like, yeah, I feel like they're gonna try to keep him. I also have no idea what their plan's going to be going forward. I feel like they may just blow things up, even though I don't think they should. His his, Berger, his Bergeron or Krejci, have either of them said for sure what they're doing, if they're going to stop or not? I, I don't, don't believe so. so. Yeah. That would be all over, I feel like. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I feel like I would have I haven't heard anything. That, but, I mean, it's I, too early, right? Unless it's too early to say, like, one way or the other, I think. But I feel like if they weren't, that would have, you know, either way, we would have heard something if a decision was made. Just feels yeah, early. That'd be, yeah, that'd be a rough way to go out for Bergeron, right? <laughs> yeah, but, for sure. Well, I thought uh, that's what they were talking about at the end of the game because of the emotion that he had. It was just like well, they, they don't really know well, if this yeah. will be his last one or not, like, right? He's, I, he's I thinking about it. Yeah, he's thinking about it for sure. He only had one year deal. That's what he's been doing, I think. But like, you know, he was already hurt. He's been he's played hurt so many times in his career. Um, yeah. And you look, you don't know. He knows. He's done it enough times. He knows he might not ever even get back to the playoffs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let alone play a game again. So I think, you know, as you get older, for someone like him, I think the emotion was just what was going to be there no matter when he got eliminated. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, he pretty much had, like, the perfect season. Like, you can't. He did that age. And, yeah, yeah to – have that end in a first round exit is just awful. Yeah. Brutal. Um, I'm sorry. You're not going to get a lot of sympathy on Boston for me though. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, I guess what else do we have as far as um, like this past season or like NHL specific stuff for Walt? Um, are there any, do you have any specific like, uh, any other free agents or trades? Like, do you have like a perfect scenario one that you've thought about to like address a need? Do you not hate to put you on the spot, but is there one that you've like heard a rumor on where you're like, oh, I really like that idea? Uh, I mean, the two right handed defensemen in LA, Matt Roy and Sean Walker. I mean, those are two guys that have a lot of NHL experience and have been pretty good mm-hmm. in the NHL too. And LA is a team that is going to have an overabundance of right-handed defense and with all the prospects they have coming up. I mean, they have a bit of a log jam there right now. So I don't think it's too crazy to think they can move on for one of them. And I think that could just be like just a, a quick and smart move. The Sabres can make to address like that second pair right-handed defenseman that won't cost more than 
maybe like one of their second round picks in this year's draft. And then you could really just keep a lot of your draft capital. I mean, keep building up that prospect pool and uh, save that cap space too for when you need it. Yeah, I love it. Um, that's an interesting one because you know where my brain went actually, Walt, was the island. Went to the Islanders. Oh, yeah. Pollock, <laughs> Dobson, and who's the other one? Mayfield. One of those three. Yeah. I watched those guys play. I know the Islanders are the Islanders, but them dudes got size. They can move the puck. They play physical. They're not complete dopes in front of the net like you know some defending I see in the league now. Um, yeah. I really like either of those three, honestly. You know, Dobson specifically and Pollock can both do a power play too. Um, running the top there, not that we would need them for that, but doesn't hurt to have guys who can do that, right? Yeah, I mean, even on the Islanders, the guy is going to be a free agent too, Pierre Engvall too. I mean, I thought yeah. he was a guy that he plays like an awesome game. And he's another guy like similar to Comfer where I think you could add him to your middle six and he could really help the Sabres make that next step to being a more complete team. And I don't think he's going to command too much money or term in free agency just because he doesn't put up a lot of points. But yeah. I think his game's really effective and – I do think he could be a fit in Buffalo. So, yeah, he'd be another guy I'd be looking at in a free agency. Awesome. I'm sure we'll carry it over. Um, but, no, we can make the switch now, uh, focus a little more on the prospect side of things. And we've kind of dipped into it anyways, but just because it's a two-part interview. You know, quick little pause here. Um, so for this first part, everybody, thanks for listening to the first half, part one of our Yearly episode with Walt Zerowski of Sabermetrics. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Sabermetrics. Um, thanks for joining, everybody. Now make sure uh, to tune back in for part two.